Hi, this is Reed McCollum with uh, Derek Hudson. You're listening to Essential Dynamics, which is an interesting thought to me because I, that's what I want to talk about, Derek, and I want to talk about why you came up with the uh, title Essential Dynamics. I want to know what is essential and what is dynamic and why that applies to business and uh, how you came up with this idea for a podcast anyway. Uh, what do you think? Uh, was that a question, Reed? Uh uh, yeah, it was it was an open ended question. Okay. Perhaps I should be a little more specific. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that's why we're here. I want to talk about all that stuff. Yeah, sure. how did you come up with essential dynamics? So the name came after the concept for sure, and uh, after I decided that there were three elements, and we had to consider two forces. I called it the three elements, two forces model, <laughs> and it just didn't. That uh, didn't. Slip off the tongue. It huh? did not slip off the tongue. It did not um, resonate at all. And I worked and I worked and I tried a bunch of things. And what's interesting to me is that um, the there are th three essential elements and then there are dynamic forces. But when I talk about essential dynamics, you know, is essential a modifier for the word dynamics? Yeah, it, it kind of is. And, yeah. and, you know, I would say another way of thinking about it is essential dynamics means that dynamic forces are essential in our lives. And you and I both know the quotation, there must needs be opposition in all things. Yes. So part of this podcast is an opportunity to talk about why things are hard. Okay. And uh, that started out with a business mindset, but it applies to other endeavors in our life okay, as well. Okay, so wait, you're saying that opposition is hard and opposition is necessary that I meant to say opposition is necessary. Yes. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to try and pick off answers to your questions here. You said, what is, what is essential? Yeah. Okay. So I talk about three essential elements and really to set that up, we just have to think about the things that we do human endeavor as um, people working together to accomplish a purpose. And that sounds maybe a little bit like business school, but if you step back a little bit, it's really about an adventure. It's about a quest. It's about, you take some unlikely group of people and they have to accomplish some difficult thing and they have to go on a journey to get there. Okay. Now you're talking my language, which is creative or a dramatist. And I'm, I'm thinking uh, everybody has to have a quest. That sounds that sounds very much like uh, the rule of, of what good writing is. Absolutely. But I think it's the rule of good living, too. And so to go back to opposition, uh, is there a story if there's no opposition? Something to overcome. Yeah. Some challenge. Okay. Yeah, I think villains are as necessary as heroes. So. Sure. There, I mean, there's always has to be the dark side, right? Sure, sure. And and so one of the things that I find interesting is that that we're so surprised when life is hard. As and, if we expect it to go easily. And, and, and we set out to do something, and then it's hard, and then we're like, I've been robbed. Yeah. yeah. So, so um Here's, here's an example of this. You, you know, I've been a scout leader sure. for many years. 
and loved it. I'm taking these boys on this bike trip from Jasper to Banff. <laughs> and so that's a long ways and there's steep hills. Yeah. So there's, there's some of the boys that didn't play team sports or that weren't naturally adventurous outside. These are my people. Yes. And so they're riding a bike up the first steep hill and their legs start to hurt. Yes. And they get off their bike and they're like, this my legs hard. hurt. Yeah, exactly. This my is legs hard. hurt. There's something hurt. wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, no, what you have to learn is that's the way you're going to feel all day. And at the end of the day, you're, it's going to be the best day of your life. Yeah. yeah. And so. But it's, it's th- going to be hard every second getting there. There's something in essential dynamics, which the dynamic thing is really the engineering concept of opposing forces. Uh-huh. That that's what makes life full and meaningful. And so that, that's how, where I start with this is a really technical business approach, strategic forces and stuff. And then I land to something which has way more, uh, or broader applicability, but still super relevant to the work I do as a consultant and you're helping an accountant companies. and you're talking about a quest that's to me, a contradiction in terms. So I have a, I have a friend, good friend, um, Jim, hi, Jim. Um, who uh, said to me years ago, he said, I just figured it out. He says, accountants aren't boring. They're just bored. (laughs) And so, so like, I'll, I'll, you know, I guess I'll get personal again. Um, My experience starting out to, um, into the world of accounting was working as a junior auditor for Pricewaterhouse. Yes. That is terribly boring work. I do not handle tedium well. Okay. I'm not an idea guy, right? Yeah. But you became an accountant. So, I mean, it was the mid-80s. I had to do something. That, that's where the jobs were. Um, but my quest, if you want to put it that way, was to learn everything I could about business while I was in these companies and I could ask anybody any question. They had to answer me. I love that. So that changed the game completely yes. from does this bank statement reconcile? Yes, it does. Well, sometimes it didn't read, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you were checking my bank account, I'm sure that would be the case. (laughs) Uh, I think I saw this poster in accounts office once and it was, uh, accounts receivable aren't cash flow. Doesn't balance sheets. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's more akin to my experience. Yeah. So you can cut out the accounting humor from this, but anyway, Well, what I where where are we? Go ahead, Reed. Well, I just was fun. I, I am intrigued by the idea that everybody has to have a quest. Do they have to be aware of it? Do they have to be aware they're on a quest? Well, well, I you know like we're multiple stages of quests in our lives, but the thing is, is if you can uh, turn it into a quest, what you're working on, then you can identify the elements, and then you've got some visibility into the experience that you're having, and you can make choices. Okay, how do you do that? Do you have a goal list and say? It, today in my job, I want to feel better about making widgets. I keep coming back to that because I think of it as something very tedious. You know, and, and we're going to get a lot of calls from the widget makers out there. I am. I, I, I Our engineer just told a story of how peop- he knows people who love making widgets, and I that kind of thrills me because I wouldn't. That would not work for me. I would not like to be on an assembly line where I did the same thing every day for my career. And I, I'm the same, which is how I got you know, in, into this business is that the idea of 
knowing what the day's going to be like, just like, you know, why bother? I understand. I, I, I'm very grateful for my dentist and my optometrist. Yes. Because I could not do those jobs. So anyway, going back to the question of, of uh, making things a quest. Well, so the essential elements of a quest are three things. And I talked about it um, in code. People working together for a common purpose is the definition of a team these days. Um, we talked about, uh, we didn't talk about it, but you kind of alluded to the fact when you get into literature and the, and the creative arts, we're talking about a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just broke that out down into three things. There's the people and the purpose and the journey is the path to get there. So in an organization, the purpose is the purpose of the organization or the project that you're on. The mission statement. You've got, you've got the people that are working on it. And then the, the path is really just like the systems that how, you use. How we get there. So that might be an assembly line yes. or a project management system or um, an order entry and fulfillment system. That's all part of the path. And one of the things that I think is really important is that you are able to distinguish those elements from each other. Because you can't solve a people problem uh, by working on the systems. Oh. And you can't solve a purpose problem by working on the people. Okay. And so if we can, if we can, even if we just say, what's my purpose here in this particular part of my life or this part of the company or the project I'm working on? And then say, okay, so what are, what are the aspects of the the people and what, what about the path? But all the people have a purpose. I, I mean, I, I don't want to get into into the alliteration thing, but all the people you are, your employees, if you will, have individual and sometimes conflicting purposes that they bring to the workplace. So, Reed, now you're setting me up. Beca- oh. Because the, that's where the dynamic forces come in. I see. So... Um, you know, if you, are you familiar with the yin and yang symbols? Uh, sure, sure. You know, the sort of overlapping teardrop things? Yeah. yeah the first yeah. time I really, I think, appreciate that was when I was living in Korea 40 years ago. Yeah. And the red and blue version of that is on the Korean flag of the Republic of Korea. Oh, okay. Um, and, and so the, um, the idea there is that they, these forces may be opposing, but they're also complementary. And necessary to each other. Necessary to each other. And uh, and so when I look at people, path, and purpose, I recognize that each of those three have dynamic elements to it. And on the people side, if I was to go there first, which I usually don't do, but you brought it up, the, the natural tension and dynamic conflict there is between the individual and the group. Mm-hmm. So the way we get stuff done in society is we specialize, we trade, we cooperate, we compete. Um, but we do it in multiples of people, uh, but everyone's still an individual. So as an individual, you kind of give up some of your sovereignty, some of your autonomy, because you don't want to perform surgery on yourself. And uh, you don't want to work in an assembly line, but someone else needs to, so you can have your widgets. Right. And, and so there's always this tension in an organization, in a family, in a relationship, 
between what someone needs as an individual to be like true to themselves and then how they contribute to the team or the other way around. What do we need from those people and how do we give them what they need? What comes first, purpose, path, or people? I like to start with a purpose. Okay. Um, and in my mind, the purpose, the dynamic forces on the purpose aren't necessarily like light side and dark side of the force, not necessarily good and evil, but, but the fact that there are multiple purposes. So you talked earlier about like the company mission statement or whatever. So the stated statement might be a purpose, but it's not the only one. So in the way I like to, to illustrate that or the way I refer to it is that purpose is purpose X. And that might be easy to figure out. Sometimes organizations have no idea. And so let's, let's figure out what purpose X is. But my question is, well, what's purpose Y? Meaning they have contradictory yin and yang purposes? Yin and yang might be the way to go. So um, I'll tell you a story about my, my daughter. Mm-hmm. So she was a young university student living away from home, not very far from home, um, borrowing our car uh, constantly close enough, but, not, you know, but living away from home. And um, she came to me one day, she said, Dad, she said, you know, I've been thinking. And when I was a kid, I used to think that your responsibility as my parents uh, was to make sure that I was happy, that I had a happy childhood. And she said, I didn't think you did that good of a job. <laughs> but she said, now that I'm older and I, I, th- I realize that what you're trying to do is make sure that I was a happy and productive adult. And you didn't do that bad. So that was a remarkable conversation. Um, I remember all the words. I don't exactly remember even where we had it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it was like 10 years earlier than I thought we would have it. <laughs> well, that was mature. So but... she is very mature. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is that that's, I mean, it lays it out. Purpose X, happy child. Yes. Purpose Y, happy adult. And they're sometimes contradictory. They're not opposing. No. But you can't necessarily satisfy both in the moment. Hey, Dad, can I go and play with my friends? Uh, no, actually, you need to do your chores and your homework. That is not a happy child. Right. However, a child that learns how to deal with that over 18 years is a great employee, uh, probably manages their life well, and ends up being a happy and productive adult. Purpose X, purpose Y. This is the thing that I earlier alluded to in the sense that you, once you hear this, you can't unlearn it. I see. Okay, I appreciate that, that there's, uh, I always appreciate yin and yang because I think uh, everybody needs a little push and pull, if you will, as in the Dr. Doolittle uh, sense, the push me, pull you is always living in my, in my living room. Um, but I think we're going to be talking a lot about purpose, path, and people, and uh, purpose X and purpose Y, Throughout our conversations, it seems like these are, as you said in your title, essential. And uh, I really do want to talk about the quest and things. I want to, I'm still interested. How did you, even though you had a lot of time to think about it, how did you come up with this uh, distillation of your uh, philosophies? So I, I'm going to answer that in two ways, and I might have time to do one of them. And that <laughs> is, like, how did I do it? Not the what's going on in my brain, but like how I approached it. Uh, it's interesting. I walk for exercise and I bike. Okay. 
And when I bike, I don't think. I watch out for obstacles. Right. But when I walk, I think. And I talk to myself. There's an ongoing conversation in my head. So that was source of a lot of it. Phase two is blank piece of paper, scribbling stuff out. And then uh, phase three is I start to type and outline and things like that. But this process iterated many times. And uh, there were a couple, two or three moments where I was able to kind of come back after, you know, pouring my head into it for a bit with a slightly different angle and boom. So um, if I, if I could just jump ahead to the dynamic elements relating to the path or the system, um, in my mind, those are things that advance you towards your goal and things that hold you back. I see. Uh, drivers and constraints. And that's where I started. I've been a student of the theory of constraints for 20 years. There's a guy in a book and an institute, and I went to Tel Aviv to study this stuff. Um, the constraints theory is very powerful, but I think it's better when you have another side to it, which is what, what drives you and then what holds you back. And so there's that dynamic tension. So now we have two purposes. We have drivers and constraints, and then we have the individual and the group. And so those are the six, six parts of essential dynamics. Three essential elements, people, path, and purpose. And then each of those has a yin and a yang. And, yeah. you know, I could write it on a three-by-five card at six points. But it's so interesting when you apply it to situation after situation after situation. And when I turned that mechanical thing into the quest, yes. then, boom, it became alive. Because then I'm, now I'm watching movies and reading books, fiction, literature, going, ah, oh, Frodo had a purpose X and a purpose Y. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you've uncovered the secret to good writing. And uh, from my vantage point of, of fiction, you've, uh, you've uncovered the secret of watching a movie and saying, oh, I know what, I know what the contradictions are here. So I think, in the, like, the reason I want to have this podcast is because I'm sitting here with a storyteller and an accountant turned business consultant. Yes. Uh, I think we can learn from each other yes. and put in front of people things that they can do to help their organizations and their lives and probably be entertaining at the same time. Oh, heavens. Derek, if anybody had told us 40 years ago when we were in junior high school that uh, we'd be helpful to each other, I would not have believed them. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So, you know, I just want to go to junior high school for a sec because I think this is fascinating to me. We're sitting here at the studio of Bryn Griffiths, yeah. Mighty Mouth Productions. That's right, our engineer. Um, if When I was left junior high, in high school, anytime after, someone had said, did you know someone who was really young and knew what they were going to be when they grew up? And I only had two names. Reed McCallum, who was going to be an actor, and Bryn Griffiths, who was going to be a radio announcer. I had no idea what I was going to be. And here you guys have done that, and now we've managed to take all that stuff and put it together in a room in 2020. Yeah, and here I cool. am. I'm sitting over here with my feet up listening to you two guys absolutely nail this thing today. It's, uh, it's been fun to listen to, and you're absolutely right. If there's not a protagonist and an antagonist or a proton and a neutron, you've got nothing. Yeah. There's got, and there's got to be a little conflict for there to be sparks, right? Yeah, so why are we so surprised when we have conflict? 
when we feel like we've been robbed somehow when it doesn't go our way. So should we seek it? Well, we can talk about that another time. All right. All right. I appreciate that. Derek, where can somebody uh, find you on the web? So it's uh, pretty easy. It's DerekHudson.ca. And Derek is spelled? D-E-R-E-K. Okay. Hudson, that's just one word, DerekHudson.ca. That's right. Okay. Well, look that up and uh, find out a little bit more about us and about our podcast. This is Essential Dynamics. I'm Reed McCollum and delighted to be talking to Derek Hudson and our engineer is Bryn Griffiths. And uh, until our next podcast, uh, consider your quest. Thank you.